You're listening to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and each week, I'll show you different ways you can clear quests, fight boss battles, and level up, not only in-game, but also in real life. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of A Gamer's Take. And today we are joined by two very special guests. They are Jude and Steven, and they are the hosts of The Geeky Ones, another podcast that talks about anything geeky under the sun. So from video games, movies, anime, and so much more. And so hi there, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. Hi, thank you for having us. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. No, thank you for being here. I'm really excited to pick your brains today. And so I'm really curious because I visited your website and I I just love the the introduction that you guys had there because you explained that the Geeky Ones is something that you created so that it could be a network or at least people could use it as a hub. And I'm really curious, like, how did you guys... Um, come up with this idea in the first place and so anyone could like take turns like whoever wants to answer go along um yeah i'll take this one um so i was kind of inspired by the nerdist in the like mid-2010s because around the mid-2010s i was in a weird spot in life i um i was in a part-time job not really doing much and i realized i wanted to I wanted to do something to fill my time and um over the years from that it evolved into this podcast with Jude and it's gone from from like a how would you describe it Jude like it started out as like a passion project and now it's becoming yeah it's in a way it's like a it's like a passion project where we just wanted to like express our sentiments about um it was initially like about wrestling as I remember mm. Like yeah. We just wanted like uh, a recorded platform for us to like share our thoughts on, on those events, and then, yeah, yeah and then we got a lot of guests. Uh, we not a lot of guests, but we eventually got like, uh, episodes where we got guests. We got invited to events, and we got to meet a lot of people or along the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know wait. Actually, I don't know. Like, how did you and how did Jude and Steven meet? Like, have you guys known each other um, for a long time already, or not really? Um, actually, it's almost ten years, I guess. Steven, am I right? Yeah. Oh wow. Eleven years now, actually, because we met in twenty eleven. Yeah. Yeah, so, we met. We met in twenty eleven. Yeah. We're both history majors from La Salle, so ayun, I'm one ten and La Salle DLSU. Yes, yes. I'm from DLSU. Oh, awesome. <laughs> What's your ID number? I'm one one four though. <laughs> ah, okay. That's oh fine. wow, interesting. I didn't. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we were like um same course, same uh same. Because we're blockmates. Um no, uh Steven is a much yeah. higher. Yeah. So mm. yeah, but then again, being um being in history, there's like a limited number of students per batch. <laughs> so yeah. uh there was a time that having double digit numbers of 
of history majors in one ID number is like uh feels like a miracle or an outlier. Mm, that's very true. So like there are batches where, for example, mine was like at least fourteen or sixteen, and the, but there are times the batch after would go single digits and then double digits. It's it fluctuates every year. So yeah, it's a very mm. uh niche course for uh, for DLSU. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my my batch was only five people. Your batch was only not five even including people. the Leocom person, so we're only five. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, and so yeah. it, since you guys like um have known each other for quite some time, like over a decade already, I think. Yeah, over a decade. Um, yeah. How has like the the friendship grown and evolved? Because like. I can imagine, you know, as college students, you guys had like um, a different mindset back then compared to like how you guys look at life right now. And so just being able to see how your college days were until being at you guys decided to create this podcast together. What do you think is something that you sort of learned from each other, I guess, like as you as you guys went on this journey? Hmm. I think Jude, you take this one, Muna. Um, I think uh, like you know, since we've known each other for for quite a for quite a while since college. Um, yeah, I think it's just you know, it tends to be like uh, catching up. I think when before we started the podcast, it was like more of a catching up thing. Yeah. Like uh, a few yeah. years back, so we were just uh, and then we just uh, created like uh, we just thought, hey, let's create a chat group so we can talk about um. We talk Mutual about interests. like nerdy stuff, geeky stuff, and yeah. then like uh oh while also being able to catch up on how is everyone. So like I think that's so that's the way. And then, you know, eventually we just found ways to like uh help the podcast grow, you know, eventually. We just found <laughs> different ways to like uh, I think the constant communication and back and forth just allowed us to find ways to create more content, find people who can uh, help us out or invite, we can invite over for a discussion. So yeah, I think that's one way, <laughs> that's one way we've, uh, we've grown maybe over the years. Like that constant communication just sort of created subtle opportunities for you guys to talk about a lot more things that sort of, you yes. know, ended up with this creation of the geeky ones and what about you steven is there anything that you want to add to that from your side um i think we've learned to adapt because uh for a while you know since we're busy with real life it's hard to play catch up at times mm -hmm. especially with relevant topics and i think jude's probably on this he is able to in a way play, instead of playing catch up where we realize now we have to you know we have to we have to be more timely with topics. Like, um, we can have a movie review, but we was close to premiere as possible. Mm, right. Or, you know, video game reviews or like the video game awards that just happened recently. We, well, Jude, Jude wrote the article and, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten more views, eyes on our page than it would have if we like delayed the release. So I'd say like over the past three years, we've been doing this almost four years now. Um, we've learned to adapt and be more act more like a like a me like a what would you call it, Jude? Like a professional <laughs> news outlet, parang ganon. In a way, I I think it's just uh, 
maybe like an indie publication in some way. Mm. We make sure that uh, on our Discord server or on our Facebook that, that we just monitor, like uh, monitor uh, latest events, newest um, movies, comics, uh, anything that we can uh, we can cover and talk about, while also being able to enjoy mm-hmm. it. So like uh, right. we need to we we tend to like pick which one fits our interest. So like uh, if this is one thing we can talk about in length, this is something we should have on our podcast or at least have something written about it. So. Yeah, I think that's one way <laughs> we've uh, we've adjusted over the years. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because when it comes to content or the actual stuff that you guys release, whether it's on the podcast or your blog or whatever format it is, it's like you take into consideration so many things. Like it's not just about the the timeliness of it, but you also allow yourselves, you know, to be able to enjoy whatever it is that you're going to talk about. Like like you said, you choose something that you know you're going to be interested in, but at the same time, like if it's, um, I'm, I'm assuming that if it's a game, like you guys have tried playing it at least. And I think that's just, you know, it just goes to show that there's so much thought that goes into creating and releasing these forms of content and since we're already on the topic because right now as a recording right now I am the only person that's you know doing all the podcast stuff from ideation to editing whatever and for you guys you guys are a duo and how did you create um, a working dynamic between the two of you like was it already there or did it take some time to you know figure stuff out Ooh, um, I think it took yeah. It, it, yeah go ahead Jude no I, yeah I think it took time for that um so our usual process I guess is brainstorming like we ask each other like what should we cover or yeah what should we cover for this week since uh, mm. I think ever since we moved to a weekly format <laughs> it was a challenge to find a topic to cover during each week so we tend to yeah. just find. What can we talk about? Uh, I think the first thing was, what can we talk about? And then uh, eventually the the question made quite, uh, made quite the expansion. So like it turned into like, what can we talk about that's like timely? Is there something out today? Or is there something uh, new that we can uh, play or experience or at least or watch? And then we decide some... Um, there's also like a time that we want we can talk about this or we can just write about this. So there's that uh, yeah. there's a question. So do we turn it into a blog or do we turn it into a podcast? Usually, mm. usually it just it juggles in between. But uh, I think if it's like uh, if it's like a review, we tend to leave it on uh, on written form. So. For that example, game reviews and movie reviews, we just uh, yeah. express our thoughts on on the blog. While um, like bigger topics, we use uh, we use our time to create an episode for it. So that's one. That's I guess that's how our that's how the dynamic is. <laughs> yeah, like Jude will I will conceptualize a lot, and then I'll just follow with what he says. 
And then there are times naman na there are times na we'll exchange the roles. Yeah. And then one when it comes to editing, it's usually me downloading the audio and then I will just edit it on ano, uh Austin Audio. And I think uh Jude was on introduce it to me, I think. I think uh, you did on that one. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> sayon. Uh we decided to use Austin Audio at one point because it's mas mas convenient for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And after that, we well, I usually, you know, I uh, look for relevant artwork and then fill it up in like a a format that's um yeah we th- have, there's a we template have, uh... that we use. Uh, thanks to <laughs> yeah. Jude's sister, actually. Uh, Jude's yeah, we sister have, uh... provided like the logos and everything. Uh, and then from there we just use the logos and set up the template and then just fill in the blanks when needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how the process works, and then then we schedule on anchor at a time that we believe is most ideal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So I like how you mentioned fill in the blank. It's like you have to know what the other person needs, or at least what each person can contribute to whatever episode it is that you want to work on. And mm-hmm. yeah, there is that. You know, you have to be able to to listen to each other at least to imparam. May pakiramdaman kayo. Like, you know, you can sense if, like, someone else needs help. And you just mm. try your best to, you know, deliver as a team. And mm. I'm really curious because you guys have mentioned you've been doing this for quite some time already. And so ever since, you know, your launch in 2018, um, do you guys have any episode or, like, favorite episode thus far that you just really enjoyed being able to record it and being able to share your thoughts with the world? Mm. Sige, uh, I'll go first on this one. Yeah, go. One of my favorite episodes is probably an episode with Nikki Lopez from Nickelodeon. Oh, wow. Um, we, Jude and I stayed up until 11, diba? Tama ba, Jude? Ma- yeah, I 11. think that was like 11, 11.30. Yeah, it was 11, 11.30 kasi nga, um, she was in Puerto Rico. So the time difference was pretty much, you know, West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So we had to be, oh, she was awake at 8 a.m., but it was already 11.30 p.m. here. And we were able to ask her about her show called Santiago of the Seas, which is now basically taken over the top spot on Nickelodeon. Nick Jr., I mean. Um, oh, wow. It's pretty much the um, the new Dora the Explorer, but um, for everyone. It's not just not just for little girls. <laughs> I think it it was um the like the way Nikki created the show it's it's like kid friendly pirates I guess in yeah. a way and it, it it's it's crazy how the sto- the the episode came to happen because I was just following Nikki on Twitter and Instagram for the longest time because she used to work on a TV show called Harvey Beaks mm-hmm. and when Harvey Beaks got canceled um. A few months later, she said, "Oh, I'm making this this cartoon called The Adventures of Captain Calivera or Calivara. I can't remember the, the character's name, but the character is actually debuting on Santiago of the Seas now." She had this concept for a pirate TV show that wasn't really like announcing much. A few years later, I noticed that hey, she's got this show coming up on Nickelodeon, and I thought, "Huh, it seems like she's had she's having a bunch of like press tours, press junkets." So I thought maybe I could maybe I could ask her through IG. So like <laughs> luckily like we were already following each other on Instagram. And then I just asked her, "Hey Nikki, um do you mind if you like want to join our podcast for like an episode about, you know, your show?" 
And then she said, yeah, of course. But, you know, you got to go through the proper processes first. Yeah, so right. I had to go to Nickelodeon PR. Um, I went to like oh, wow. four or five officers on Nickelodeon to get to her. Even though it was I already... a unique episode as well because of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, cause like we, we had to submit every single question to Nickelodeon beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because um, that show Harvey Beaks has developed a lot of shows after that. But anyway, um, since Nickelodeon's strict with their vetting process, you know, we have to submit every question beforehand. We have to say, now, okay, this is our podcast. Here's what it's all about. Yada, yada, yada. And it was a very thorough process, but it was very fun. It was a very fun interview. Uh, we, were, we, weren't, we actually were able to talk more than just Nickelodeon, but also... In, uh, her inspirations for cartoons. Um, we haven't really talked much about art too much recently on the podcast because I think um, when it comes to art, you really gotta like have them in person. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. Um, Nikki's was, of course, she's abroad, so it's not easy to just fly her into the Philippines or something. Right. But um, let's just say it was a long process, but I loved it because it's crazy you now we got somebody from Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yeah, it was like to, to it was worth our little it. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth the long process. As in, it was just a a message in the in her DMs. It's like, hey, wanna join your wanna, wanna join your podcast? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's like, oh shit, it actually it's worked. Happening. I mean, <laughs> it happened. And I mean, like, we we tr- we're trying to get more, but it's hard because um PR PR websites are kind of a maze at times and you don't know where to go. So but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, Sorry. It's a fun experience. <laughs> it's a very fun experience to like find the right person to like inter- to get an interview. Um yeah. anyway, I, I went on a ro- long ramble there. Um oh, no, it's okay. the episode with Nikki Lopez stands out for me because I've gotten to know her over the years through Instagram and Twitter. And she's kind of a like a online acquaintance now at this point and you know you just say hi hey how are you doing congratulations on the show like when she gets nominated for an award and stuff it's really cool to like know that there are these animation creators who like know you and you know it, it's and have talked to you in depth about you know cartoons and how her friends from harvey beaks ended up on disney making big city greens and you know so many and so many other tv shows yeah um, it, it's we basically geeked out over animation in general and you know anime and such and it's it's amazing that the names i see on her crew and other tv shows i'm like i've seen these names before and it's really cool to see them succeed mm-hmm. uh yeah that's amazing. I think, that, I think that's it. Yeah. That's amazing because it's like you mentioned that you you never really would have thought that she would say yes to it, but it was because you were still willing to give it a shot and like slide into her DMs and just simply ask. Um, I think that's yeah. just really cool to do. And because you got to ask her and because she did come onto your show, that sort of, you know, gives you guys the idea like, oh, maybe we could try to invite some more people. And it's sort of, yeah, some people might not say yes or some people might be super hard to reach. But I think what's really important is that you guys 
we're just willing to give it a shot because mm -hmm. a lot of people can sometimes be scared to do that, to, to be the first one to message, whether it's about like inviting people to guests or just reaching out to people. And you never know what kind of opportunities will come up if you just simply give it a shot. And I think that's awesome. Um, I hope you guys, you know, get more guests that you really want to be able to talk to. Um, and what about you, Drew? Like, is there any episode that you think was the most memorable for you? Uh, I think uh, similar to Steven, I think I got, I enjoy the process of this one. Uh, I think it's both of our Game of the Year episodes. So we mm -hmm. had the 2021 mm -hmm. and then uh, 2021 version. So both years. So um, it's also, I think, the first... Yeah, 2020 was the first time we did the Game of the Year uh, episode. So we wanted to have a, as many people as possible, as many people and enough people to discuss um, what are the best games of the year. And what was difficult was like lessening, <laughs> was like lessening the number. How many games should we feature? Um, should we feature 10? Should we feature 5? Should we feature 7? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first edition was like 15 games because 2020 was such a crazy year for gaming. It was, it had a lot of, um, really, really good titles. So we had to just, uh, concede and make it a 15 game list. And to help out with that, we had like three guests. So there were five of us in one episode. Wow. So that was the... <laughs> was the crazy part so that was interesting for the 2021 version we kind of compressed it so um just to make sure the episode goes uh, a bit smoother uh, than before so we got like a streamlined by uh, my games of the year list to 10 games so a top 10 list with like uh i, I remember putting out excel files for both so <laughs> i i told every guest or everyone in the podcast uh, episode so write list down your favorite games of the year and then if if we get like uh repeated results if we get the same name if you you guys have the same name we're gonna instantly put it on the list so mm -hmm. those are that's that was one way to <laughs> make the list uh, easier but yeah i just enjoy it because the the lead up to it is is just a, a lot of fun to discuss because it allows us to just uh, geek out on our favorite games and make sure we do not miss any uh, any like underrated game that we really enjoyed and want to mention. So that was, uh, yeah, I like those two episodes because it was fun to talk to a lot of people and we were just enjoying um, enjoying video games in general for all the video games we enjoyed for the past 12 months. Yeah. up to that point so that was the fun part yeah that's awesome it's always great to be able to include more people in the conversation especially if you know that those people are, like share the same interests as you it just makes the conversations a lot more substantial and like yeah having five people on one show it can get crazy but at the same time just being able to talk about it that's like that's what makes it fun that shared experience. And I'm really glad that you guys got to have a lot of those throughout your podcast. And since we're already on the topic of gaming, like, wait, no, before we get into the actual gaming part, you mentioned that 
the geeky ones started off with just, you know, episodes talking about wrestling. And when was that time that you realized, okay, you know what, let's include more topic. Let's, let's broaden, you know, our horizons a bit. Like, when did you first decide on that? That one I can't remember that much. But I think, Stephen, we... I remember we had, like, a guest. We had we already had, like, a comic guest by the first few episodes, right? Yes, yes. So I think our first episode was about WrestleMania. And I think episode two was with uh, Nick Sansom from Comic Odyssey. Uh, turns out he's my batchmate in the sal. Um <laughs> Yeah, small world. Like, I didn't know this whole time that the shop I was buying from, like, one of the owners, the owner's son is actually somebody I already knew. Um, we ha- we were able to record in the now-closed... Man, this is... This, oh, my God, it's been that long. We're reminiscing. It's been we're so long since we recorded that episode that Comic Odyssey BGC has closed down. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, um, Miguel, we got Miguel Mercado of Marvel Comics fame. Um, and then over the time, the time we realized that if we were just going to go with the guests I wanted, we were not going to have more episodes. So I I think we had like a gaming episode in between those. Yes. Yes. Definitely something between, um, there were several, I think, video game episodes between before Miguel and after Nick, right? Like there was, there was a lot, I think. And then we realized that we could mix this up. And you know, we we were just like finding our base, I guess, in a way. And now we're here. And now yeah. we're like getting new ideas. Yeah, that's amazing. It's like everything just naturally flowed, even though it seemed like you guys were just touching base or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did slowly evolve into what it is now. And I think that's just amazing to to be able to to look back on because it's been almost four years, as you guys said. And it's amazing to see how much you guys have already done within the podcast. And now, as we're moving on to like the gaming topic, I'm curious, do you guys um, remember like your fondest memory of gaming? Okay, uh, I think I can, I can actually remember it. Like, you know how, child, how, how some certain childhood memories, they tend to feel like just a... Uh, a flashback. <laughs> I, I sometimes uh-huh. uh, I have some clear memories of like the first uh video game I ever saw. So I think that was like Twisted Metal for the first PlayStation. And I was at my cousin's house and then I think as a kid something just clicked. Like, oh, this is something I would like to try out. <laughs> and I, when I when I first saw what a PlayStation is and what can, what it can do, it was like Wow. Okay, this is something I would like to try, and then eventually, uh, I remember visiting that same cousin for uh, for like a week or two, so we get to just play games all day and just enjoy. So like, I experienced uh, my first experiences were like Crash Bandicoot. So <laughs> those were really fun games, and I think that helped shape. Uh, Help shape a lot of my gaming preferences back then. You know, um, I just like games that are that are have fun characters and stuff. Eventually, that yeah, that grew into like we got our own PlayStations. Uh, I got the PS2, and I think during that time, I remember my fondest memory is like there was this time that uh, I think it was probably one of the first times I ever stayed up until like. 
3 a.m. maybe 2 a.m. as a as like a 12 year old kid. It was that was like uh, unheard of and something I would get scolded by. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, I think I was. I think that was the time when I realized that I just really enjoyed playing and I just immersed myself in in the game world that I'm currently playing and yeah I think those were the, those were my fondest memories when I was playing uh, all night uh, on my PlayStation 2 uh, during the summer so yeah I think I, I it was okay to stay up late because it was summer there was there were no classes for me to miss did you ever try like hiding from your parents? Like, para magpapanggap ka na tulong ka na. Pero um, actually, <laughs> naglalaro ka pa. <laughs> I think there were times I did that. What I did was I just lowered the volume to like a ten. There were <laughs> there were times like that, but eventually, uh, they were they were okay with me managing my time. So the all nighter. Gaming binges were a bit less when I was when I was younger. I have spent more hours as an adult in video games than as a kid, which is kind of a I'm here. <laughs> surprise. And maybe it's just uh because it's part of my uh, it's part of my work right now, or it's just me uh, wanting to see games through the end. But yeah, those are my favorite uh, memories when I was young, early gaming. Awesome, awesome. And what about you, Steven? Do you have any you know? fond memories of gaming growing up or at least even now my fondest memory of video games growing up would definitely involve the sims mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> uh, i started with the sims one so you can you're ba- i'm basically showing my age now um <laughs> sims one in the early 2000s there was no other game like it when we bought the expansion packs living large and hot date we realized you could do so much with these characters. Like, this was the time when Mod The Sims became really popular. And maybe the most fun video game memory for me would be being able to download skins, modified skins of characters from Gundam Seed, and then inserting them into The Sims game in our old Windows 98 or Windows XP desktop computer. And you could have... You could have Kira Yamato and Lakos Klein have sex in a cloud. All right. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Think, like things that, you know, that's the, the crazy part about modding is that you don't know what they're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's called woohoo in the same Stephen. Yes, yes, exactly. You can make yeah. them woohoo on the bed or like you can, there's even a cheat where you, you can press woohoo and then you can remove the bed while they're doing it. <laughs> and then you realize it's just clay, clay figures like vibrating. There's nothing there. <laughs> and then it, it was weird because we we were just watching Gundam Seed at the time, the tsunami, pa sa Cartoon Network, and mm. um, we hadn't bought Sims Two. We never got Sims Two on the PC. Kind of regret it, but yeah, Sims Two was actually uh, it's, fun. It's <laughs> it's it's still fun. Sims One just had so many challenges. And then Sims 2 just even amped it up. And then Sims 3 could have been that, but the open world concept was too much for so many computers. Even until today, Sims 3 is still too powerful. Yeah, uh, my fondest memory is definitely playing Sims at night on weekends and whenever I could. And that's why that's why I still love that game, even though EA is no longer the same. Yeah, yeah. And like, 
even if gaming itself has evolved throughout these years, like, I'm wondering, how do you guys feel about how, because both of you have some vivid memories about gaming ever since you were a child. And so how do you think gaming played a part in your lives as you guys got older, as you guys got um, busier or had more responsibilities to take on? Why do you think gaming played a big part in your lives? Or could you say that? Ooh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's it's a way of releasing aggression when, let's say, you have all this, let's say, when you have frustration at work or at home, and it just, like many people, video games have become a form of escapism, and you just want to find mm-hmm. yourself in a different place that you just can never take you in 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 this world in a way, and. I think that's how video gaming like still works for me until now. Like, I'm not gonna be a professional basketball player ever or something. So I'm gonna play 2K, right? Or like, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to be an ice hockey player. I'm never gonna be an ice hockey player. I have a physical condition that will never let me do that. So I play NHL on the PS4 or something, and it kind of helps you imagine things that can't be. But at the same time, it, you still get that sense of achievement in a way of, of doing, of, you know, earning rewards and such. That's for me. What do you think, Jude? Oh, um, for me, uh, well, gaming and gaming and my, I think, personal and work life <laughs> tend to just uh, tend to intersect <laughs> to different phases in my life. So, like, I remember on my very first job, I think. That was also the year I got somehow, quote-unquote, got back into gaming. So part of it is like I play games to uh, experience new uh, new things just uh, or just to like relax after a busy work day. Uh, I think eventually it also like evolved. Like I think my appreciation for gaming like grew eventually over the years because uh, I was not only playing games. I think I was like invested in, um, invested in lore. And sometimes it's even the developing process of how how games are made. Like um, sometimes I just want to find out how developers create certain tricks to create a lot of awesome actions and effects in games, and how these function. Um, eventually, I think that knowledge or that appreciation for games helped me like land my current profession where all I can say right now is I write about games. <laughs> I can't really reveal that mm-hmm. much. But yeah, all I say is I write about um, video games and what I write is pretty much helpful content on um, helpful content for other players who want to experience uh, the game and find ways to enjoy it. Yeah, my gaming and personal life just uh, has always like been hand in hand over the years, and uh-huh. <laughs> there were times when I was uh, like in college, I tend to just go on and off when I play. Like uh, there are time, there are long periods where I, don't, where I don't touch any video game, and then there was this like one year, one time in college where um, my friends uh, invited me to just uh, play with them, and that's where I got hooked again, and then. Uh, there was like another another period of like uh, not playing video games because I was like interested in playing music, but yeah, eventually it always it I always tend to come back to video games. Like it always uh, there's always something to return to and be and oh there's always something new. Like there's always a new experience that would 
keep me hooked keep me uh keep me excited for what uh what the future would hold and uh, i will say that i love games now than before i like newer games mm-hmm. than older games because yeah. the things that i've wished as a kid in a game i wish i can do in a game modern video games can allow you to do a lot of things in older games you can only visit certain buildings and you'd know because um The game's graphics would mark things that are animated and oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like that's very easy hints. And then now there there are like big open world like role playing games where um you can open every door. Uh, well, you can almost open every door. And then there's always Just something interact inside. With everything. Yeah, there's always something inside. There's always a person you can interact with or an item you can pick up. So I think yeah, those little things just uh make uh make video games fun and uh that's why they've always remained with me and as i said it, it's it's helpful for what i'm doing at work right now <laughs> yeah that's really interesting because i remember you mentioned earlier that when you were a kid what you noticed in the games that you play are like the characters and you enjoyed being able to play fun characters and just being a part of this world or whatever world it is um, that you tap into. But then as you grow older or as you grew up, you started to notice a lot of different things about gaming. Like, you, as you said, you started to become interested in how it actually got developed. And you started to appreciate like the little nuances of video games, whether it's the graphics or, you know, the thought processes, the creative decisions that come into play. Um, as these games are being created and I think it's amazing to be able to see how much we start to appreciate and how different we approach things and I'm curious because I'm a firm believer that our experiences you know shape the way we think and actually it is true I mean that's how life works whatever our backgrounds are whatever our upbringing is it impacts how we think and how we approach the things that happen in our lives. And I just wanted to ask you guys, like as history majors in the past, I can imagine that there was like a lot of readings that you guys had to do, a lot of researching, and you guys probably developed this different way of analyzing things or looking back um, and looking back on different events that have happened over time. Would you say like that background in history impacted the way you analyze or appreciate different video games that you guys have played? Um, I would say yes. Like uh, having a history background, like uh, kind of changes the perspective in a lot of things, especially on media. Like uh, I tend to be very, I tend to well, not very critical, but I just tend to. Whenever I watch or some or play something related to history, or it's based on a historical event, I always tend to like uh, research like after watching or playing. Like, oh no, what is? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I always want to know like which of these events are historically accurate and what are things that they added because. Uh, Like due to artistic license, so what did they add to uh, just to make the story uh, change the story a bit, make it uh, interesting for uh, media consumption or something? But along with that, I also got to appreciate like historical video games in general because there are a lot of um, video games that 
really do their research, like on uh, the amount of detail and care that they have for the source material or for the references that they have is so awesome. So uh, I've played a lot of first-person shooters and a lot of World War II shooters. So those are the ones that have a lot of research and have a lot of um, source material. I always tend, I always like to compare uh, each one to each game and see what things they've covered or what things they've missed out. So that's really cool. <laughs> Whenever I see some historical references every now and then in a game, it's it's always fun. Or when they try to like um, use real life example, uh, base things or create fiction based on real life examples and i would immediate there are times i would immediately understand oh wait this is what you're trying to pull this is what you're trying to do this is uh this is the historical event you're trying to replicate but uh but it's just in fiction form i think yeah having that history background just makes a lot of games more exciting and i think it's it also contributed to why I love analyzing a game beyond just uh, playing it. <laughs> I think it also helped me gain an appreciation for video essays and podcasts <laughs> as well. <laughs> I love talking about those stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really cool to see how you know how different aspects of our lives can tie into one another, and whether we realize it or not, it's like they overlap at some point, and they can like continue to mix and match as we as we live on and that's always nice to see and how about you steven what's your take on this i'd say having a history background definitely gives me a better appreciation of the behind the scenes process of video games and definitely video essays on youtube and and all have really given me a better perspective of things like i was just watching this video about the red alert series the command and conquer series and it was this 20 minute video essay about the history of the franchise and all and it's just it's crazy how in-depth the process was just to create this game that has pretty much withstood the test of time and my little curiosities at the start evolved into you know learning more about the in-depth of why did it happen how did it affect the rest of the video game industry like you know real-time strategy is no longer that big around the world for the most part but it was in a way ahead of its time things things like that like like general detail details like that i'd I'd say having that background in history definitely gave me a deeper appreciation of not just the process but like the passion of the people behind it, like getting to learn about the people who made it and and much, much, much more and what happened after that. And, you know, you want to go beyond the Wikipedia entries, basically. (laughs) Mm. We have to dig deeper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I like how you mentioned um, that part about getting to know the, what goes on behind the scenes. I think it's so easy to be able to appreciate the final product or, um, the ending point of any creative process, or maybe even in life, like we always pay a lot of attention to where we want to be, where we want to end up. But there is this beauty that exists, and there's this—I don't know—I don't know how to explain it, but it's—it's it's something else to know how and why something was built, 
um, how and why something was created. And like Stephen said, you know, just being able to see the passion of the people that, you know, decided to create something like a video game, seeing that passion, being able to witness it, even if it's like indirectly because, you know, we watch it through YouTube videos or we hear about it online. It's like that energy can be passed on from one person to another. And that's why, you know, with like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say here, but like with you guys, just being able to talk to you today, I definitely feel that passion and that interest with video games. And I just, I'm just really grateful to have been able to witness it um, this time directly because I'm talking to you guys. And so it's cool. It's crazy to see how much we can learn. Again, thank you guys so much for being here on this podcast, talking about your journeys, not only as individuals, but also as podcast hosts of The Geeky One. It's been a pleasure. And so I guess we could have two questions of the week this time. You know, Stephen, Jude, based on everything that we got to discuss today, what do you think is a question that you guys would want the listeners, you know, to ponder on for the week? Ooh. Hmm. Well, uh, I remember at work, uh, because me and my office mates tend to ask a lot, tend to ask this in one way or another. Uh, so my question, it's it's always uh it always whenever I ask this, people always take time. <laughs> like well, it's actually a simple question, but uh the question is what is one game that made you love video games? Um I always ask this to people, especially when I know that they enjoy playing video games and the answers are always diverse. Like I remember this one office mate who he told me that he doesn't like long narrative experiences. And that was so new to me because I'm I I've never met a person who didn't like RPGs that have long narrative stories or big di long dialogue. And that was so unique because I was able to like find someone with a different gaming perspective and appreciate his preferences. So like that, something like that. <laughs> so yeah, my question is, what is one game that made you love video games? Awesome, awesome. And what about you, Steven? What's a question that you would want to ask our listeners this week? Hmm. What is one video game that everyone else thinks is terrible, but you love it? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the listeners would need some more time on this also. <laughs> and there you have it, you guys. The first question is, what is the game that made you fall in love with video games? And the second one is, what is the game that you love, but most people tend to not enjoy? And so take some time this week to, you know, think about those two questions. Don't hesitate to share your answers with us. You can reach out to the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, mostly. That's at Equipped Podcast PH. And if you guys want to hear more from Jude and Steven, again, they have this awesome podcast. It's called The Geeky Ones. I'll make sure to link all of their socials in the description box below. So don't hesitate to check them out um, as well. And if you guys didn't know yet, 
I, I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, but I'm going to say it again. We do have a Discord server. And so if you guys want to stop by and just chit chat, if you, you know, want to meet more people that enjoy gaming, just like Even and Jude do, um, they're part of the server already. So you could come say hi over there. Don't hesitate to join. Um, it would be awesome to be able to talk to you guys over there. And I'll leave the, the server link in the description box as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great week ahead. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, but also stay equipped.